believe it or not, you're not going to lose your job at the moment, I, I don't think, if you fail. Fuck-ups will be tolerated more because the circumstance encourages people to perhaps try things that haven't before because you just never know when you're going to land on something that you wouldn't have done in normal times. Normal times. Remember normal times when we could go and do things? Um, hello, my name is Dom Evans. I'm head of production at the Fox in Melbourne and normally talking to audio producers in this podcast, but today something that can affect all of us, creativity. You know, there's absolutely no denying that this is a really hard time, but how can we think differently how can we take advantage of situations and uh, circumstances beyond our control that serve us now and into the future as well? This is broadcast. My guest today is Wade Kingsley. Many of you will already know Wade. For those who don't, he's worked as a senior exec in radio for a long time and he now runs his own business, the Ideas Business. I really love the way Wade thinks. He thinks differently, and we need that right now. So we start off just having a really honest chat about how things are in the world right now, but we quickly move into creativity and how thinking differently is more important than ever. But first things first, Wade, how are you? Uh, well, it depends on what time of the day you ask me, Dom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm used to kind of going through kind of mood cycles that might last longer periods where you're kind of feeling up for a while and down for a while. At the moment, I feel like my mood's like Melbourne's weather. It's four seasons in a day. You know, I can wake up feeling really positive, energetic, right, okay, I can take this on and by lunchtime I can be absolutely flat and then Mm. pick myself up again and then be flat again. So that's how it feels for me. How does it feel for you? Pretty much the same, Uh, although I feel like for me it it actually weirdly feels like it's getting a little bit easier. I think when it sort of first started to – loom over us like this you know this thing was coming that's when I was most anxious and I was like what if it comes what if it hits and now that it sort of has come and it has hit um, I'm still getting anxious and nervous throughout you know different sort of moments but I find I've kind of settled into it a bit and I'm like okay we're just gonna have to push through this now and all the hopes and dreams I had of it sort of missing Australia we'll just forget that <laughs> you know yeah and I think it's like that self-talk's really important right that ability to be able to talk yourself back into that confidence or feeling like you can kind of, you, you've got this, you know, which is, I guess, really hard because the thing that everyone's finding difficult, and I, I'm certainly finding this really difficult to grapple with is the lack of control. Like you can't really determine any outcomes at the moment apart from what you do today. Mm. Um, you know, what clothes you wear today, what you eat today, mm. um, have you got toilet paper? Like you kind of just, you're literally in, you're in as much as a short-term world as you can possibly be at the moment. Um, yet most of us have these sort of longer-term aspirations or longer-term views, and even the longer term is like this week, those things seem really hard to do. So I think, you know, when you talk about that ability to talk yourself back into it, it's really, really important, particularly when most of us are a bit more remote and isolated at the moment. Mm. Well, maybe one thing that's a little comforting in this is that we are literally all in the same boat, you know. Um, yeah. It's kind of, and, and, and as sort of traumatising as all this shit is, uh, it's like all the barriers are down. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. Um, you know, there's no chairman's lounge at the moment. There's no, you know, like none of that shit matters anymore. Yeah. And everyone's just a human, you know, which I think has put everyone on a level playing field. Well, it's a good focus point too because it makes you value what you really value or makes you notice what you really value, you know, time spent with family and 
actual real connecting with people. Like I think a lot of people I've spoken to this week, go, I've never spoken to so many people because yeah, even yeah. though you're kind of remotely, you're kind of, you know, doing Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, you're kind of, you know, and interestingly, I wonder how many emails aren't being sent this week and instead they're actually more face-to-face conversations as in like virtual face-to-face. Um, or we're really just kind of focusing our efforts on what matters um, rather than all the usual stuff that distracts us from what matters. And like for me, you know, we've got a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old and they got out of school earlier. We sort of already made the decision to leave them out of school anyway. But so we've sort of had this hybrid week of homeschooling versus, you know, trying not to keep them on the screens all the time. Um, but it, then when we're doing stuff with them, it means more. So, you know, I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm the cooking teacher, right? So I'll do a cooking class with them. Um, next week, I'm going to write a book with the kids. Um, you know, so we, you, it forces you to focus in on, okay, we've got this window of time. We want to make it quality, not just like what we'd normally do, just hanging around the house on the weekend. And you kind of end up, I think putting more effort into making sure that the time you have has a valuable outcome, which is great. Mm, Absolutely. And I guess in the midst of all this too, we're trying to sort of keep going uh, like emotionally and with our lives and, you know, you've got kids and we've all got a house to sort and all that sort of stuff. And then there's the work as well, which has probably never been so different. Um, how has this changed you day to day? I mean, I'm always seeing you at events and obviously events aren't happening. And are you still sort of working with clients remotely? How has this sort of changed your day to day? Yeah, so it's had a pretty big impact on my business because um, it's forced me to pivot a fair bit. So just a quick backstory then. So in the last sort of three years that I've been doing the business, what's gradually been building up has been more of the um, face-to-face presence. Now, if you had asked me before all this happened, do I have more of a face-to-face presence or am I doing more things virtually? I would have absolutely said face-to-face, but I wouldn't have put as much emphasis on it. Now that's been taken away in a sense, the, the ability to facilitate a workshop at a location, the ability to travel to a conference and either attend and listen and learn or speak and learn or whatever, um, and, you know, I do a lot of my work now um, in North America and I was there only like two weeks ago, um, just before the deadline of the isolation. Mm. Um, and so, you know, when things are taken away from you that you now can't do, it forces you to pivot your head and to go, well, I still have to earn money. I still have to provide a valuable service to people. How can I do that? What can I be doing? And like, clearly for me, the, the more immediate answer is what things can I be doing using technology like Zoom? I'd never actually facilitated a virtual workshop before until last week and I was a bit nervous about it, to be honest, because I actually like the feeling of the room, you know, working with people as they're creating stuff and helping them do that and there's a lot of energy and bounce you get from a room. Mm. Um, you know, and a friend of mine who's a DJ actually sort of said to me, oh, I know what this is like. This is like when you're DJing, you know, to a crowd that are really into your music and they're really like making requests or you can see them dancing on the dance floor or you're DJing at a pub where everyone's off having their own conversation you have no idea if you're playing the right songs or that. I mm. said, yeah, that, that's what it's like for me because when you're facilitating a session virtually, a creative session, it's actually like trying to, to go, all right, well, I'll give you a task. You go away and do it and come back and report back. But I, that's not how I normally operate. So I've had to think about just some of the ways that I do what I do. It hasn't stopped me, but it's forced me to kind of be more um, creative, if you like, or more inventive with the ways I do it. Um, but one of the things I found interesting about this time, everyone I've spoken to on a creative front, one of the things that's an interesting phenomena, which we don't often get the opportunity to do, 
is to um, is to be really creative with a lot of limitations because we kind of think we have limitations, you know, oh, we can't create that bigger idea because we don't have the budget to do that or, oh, we can't do that because legal reasons or whatever. So we think they're the limitations. But now we're really de- dealing with limitations. Mm. You can't actually plan something where people are going to be together. Um, you can't plan something where, you know, particularly in the media space, particularly radio space, even though we would anecdotally say listening is up because more people are listening, but advertising revenue is pretty much ground to a halt. So the ability to do stuff um, that costs money has kind of just evaporated overnight in the short term. Um, but creativity does love limitations and it just forces people to think of what they can do rather than what they can't. And I just wonder how much at the moment this ability to think about what you can do rather than what you can't has to be the narrative that we play out because the, the can't is so overwhelming. Like mm. I, I, at the moment, the amount of things I can't do to me is overwhelming for me. I can't travel. I can't meet people. I'm literally stuck in my home office working on Zoom. And mm. I can see all that as limitations and go, that's annoying, all that stuff I can't do. Or I can go, all right, so what can I do? What can I do? What can I produce that's more video-based content? What can I produce? Um, how can I bounce and spark off people you know, remotely? Um, how am I working with my natural creative rhythms? I'm much more of a nighttime person than a morning person. So, you know, I'm, I, I like to kind of ease into the day and I sort of ramp up as the afternoon goes on. How am I working a little bit remotely with my hours at the moment? So there's lots of different things, you know, and I, and I think the other thing is you're at home or most people are at home now. How do you deal with the distractions? Mm. Um, there's so many distractions at home. How can you incorporate that into your schedule? Like there's more questions than answers. So I guess what I'm trying to do myself is embrace what I can do, work with the limitations and see what that spits out. Mm. I think that's great. And I think we just have to kind of push on and find a way. And I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff around at the moment about the GFC because that's, you know, the last time shit really got fucked up, I think, for people. And there's all these articles, you would have seen them going around about, you know, look at the companies that came out and the fresh thinking that emerged from that. So the optimist in me kind of goes, all right, heaps of challenges, but probably a lot of opportunities in this as well. We, like, are you there as well? Yeah, I am. I mean, I think it's interesting because I think what we're getting at the moment, depending on where you are in the social media cycle, is you're probably getting overwhelmed now by how to work from home tips and um, <laughs> remote working tips. Like it's kind of gone from, oh, my God, what the fuck's happened, to now here's how you handle it pretty quickly. So that's a that's evident of a very good content cycle, right? People are spitting out relevant stuff for the time. However, that's overwhelming, yeah. I reckon. Also, anytime you've ever bought anything from a brand or a product, they're sending you their email about yeah, how yeah. they are doing it, like which is completely who cares. <laughs> so, um, so you know what I'm what I'm trying to do is keep positive. I think we're all trying to do that, um, but I think it's really important within that to embrace the feeling that it is overwhelming. Um, is to have some respect for that, not not to try and work against it. Um, you know, I was working with a client earlier this week, and they kept talking about how um, they're finding it really hard to be inspired because they usually get the inspiration from being in and around the building. You know, and I think radio mm-hmm. people are great. There's a feeling you get when you walk into the station, walk past the studios, walk into a studio where you kind of get that creative buzz naturally because the environment sets it up. And now you're not allowed to access that or you've got limited access. And how do you, how do you bring back that inspiration? And it means that you have to kind of look elsewhere for it, you know, and sometimes 
inspiration comes from places that you don't normally have time for. So at the moment, potentially, you're binging more Netflix, right? So watch something that you really enjoy, but watch it on purpose. Don't watch it accidentally or as a distraction or some downtime. Say to yourself, okay, well, I've got to get this work done. I've got to build this piece of production or I've got to write this script or I've got to um, create a concept for this thing. Go and watch a show that you like and watch it with a notepad and pen and write down some of the things they're doing. So you're observing it, you know, anthropologically. You're going, okay, well, what's the tone and style of, of this thing that I'm watching? What's the, um, the way they're directing it? What's the casting choices? Like be analytical about a piece of creative and you'll find that that might inspire you to um, uh, think about what you're, the project you're about to undertake in a different way. Mm. Um, and that's, I think sometimes the, what happens in our normal life, pre all this stuff going on, is that we would very clearly delineate work time and downtime. Like we go, we go to work, we build that stuff, we knock off and then we're going to the movies or going out socially or doing stuff that's, that's not work, right? And what happens now is we've got a lot of that social stuff taken away from us, or particularly in Australia, we've got the ability, no, no ability to go out um, unless we want to get a quick haircut. Um, we minutes. have to then, um, which clearly I'm not doing, um, <laughs> what we have to do is go, okay, so if my downtime and my work time are kind of hybriding at the moment, how can I be more deliberate with what I'm doing? And, you know, I even found like um, I've been binging on Succession, um, the, mm. the HBO show, which is awesome. And so what I'm, I've watched it and really enjoyed it as a viewer. Now I'm re-watching it as a media person or someone who is interested in the creative arts and looking at the choices they make and making notes about that. Now I'm not, I'm not an expert in TV production, so I might be getting it wrong, but what the output is for me is, okay, so creativity is a choice. What choices are they making? Try and analyse why they're making those choices and then try and transpose some of that thinking into a, a project or a piece of writing that I'm about to do. That's... That's kind of a way you can channel that sort of stuff in a productive mode at the moment. Mm, that kind of reminds me of Stacks at Z100. I know you guys have met um, and he was saying, yeah. you know, he'll be on the subway, probably not at the moment, but he'll, he'll see something and he'll go, oh, that's funny. And then he'll go, yeah. well, why is that funny? Like that's, that's clever. Why is it clever? Why do I like that? That's kind of exactly what you're saying. What about this is interesting or intriguing or suspenseful and just start to kind of as you say, use that purpose to kind of take notes. And then I guess maybe even unconsciously that'll start to flow through to what you're doing, but you could probably even purposefully go, okay, well, now I'm doing this project. What, what conscious decisions could I make from what I've learned there? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think it's what, what creative people are very good at generally is working with their environment. But what we're doing at the moment is the environment that normally stimulates us, um, particularly for most people in the radio space, is radio itself. The people that you run into, you run into the breakfast show, you have a bounce with them, you have a meeting about content, you have a, a ideation session around something, you go into the studio, you build a piece of production. Whatever you're doing, it's kind of because you're in that physical environment, it's giving it to you. When you're not in that physical environment and people who work from home or remotely probably know this a bit better too, is that you're forced to find that stimulus yourself. So... I would just encourage people to do do whatever works for you. For some people, it might be music. Like, throw on like you know an old vinyl or or find something you really enjoy, and sit there and listen to it. Not only as someone who loves the artist or the song, but sit there and listen to it as a creative analyst. Go, okay, why is that happening? Why did they do that? Do I think? And not try and guess 
guess the actual answer, but just think about how it applies to your thought process. There's all this stuff over the years about are you a creative person or not? And I know that I know where you sit on that. Um, I think people are always maybe a little scared of creativity. Um, most people would go, oh, I'm not overly creative. But I think at the moment, there's so much anxiety, not just in your performance of work, which can always be a little bit, um, you know, people feel pressure to perform, to come up with something. At the moment, with all these external kind of shit going on as well, people are feeling more uncertain. What's your advice to people that are just feeling a bit kind of locked up or jammed up creatively? What's something simple they can do to just focus back on the work and the creativity? Well, I mean, creativity, um, as you know, I kind of bang on about the fact that everyone is creative. And and it's like trying to remind yourself that at some point in your life you were. And really then what you deal with as you grow up from childhood when everyone has a sort of similar level of creative ability is you're dealing only with a confidence. You're not actually dealing with creativity, you're dealing with a confidence to deploy it. And so, like, one of the things we do in our workshops is we talk about the three Cs. So the three Cs of creative confidence are, first of all, is curiosity. Like, you've got to, got to force curiosity. And the word curious comes from the Latin word to care. And you have to actually be interested in something it's no point trying to be curious about something you're never going to be interested in. So, like, for instance, I, I can't be bothered with what's something I don't like or not interested in. Um, let's say soccer. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sports guy, right, but I just, there's nothing about soccer that interests me. Yeah. If you were to say to me, go and um, go and be interested in, in soccer to develop your curiosity, it's not going to work for me. But if you were to say to me, Wade, we know you're a Bombers fan, go and explore um, uh the greatest bombers season ever. All of a sudden I go, oh, okay, that could be interesting because in my head it could be 83, 84, it could be 2000, don't know, but their premiership years, maybe there are other years. And so my curiosity starts being driven by something I'm naturally interested in. So all creative thinking usually starts with questions rather than answers. It usually starts with an ability to frame a question. So one of the first things you can do is find something that you are honestly, genuinely curious about, even if it doesn't relate to your work, and get your curiosity going first. Try and find something you're interested in. From there, we move to the next thing, which is the ability to make connections. Find things that, patterns that are there that people haven't seen yet. Um, There's no such thing as a new idea. Everything already exists. You're trying to find things that you can go, well, that was an idea for this category or that time. Here's one from this time. What happens if we start connecting those things? What what things bring those things together? And the third thing is um, is the courage, the courage to have a try. And look, I think at the moment when everything really is up the shit and you don't know where it's going to net out, the ability to try and fail and be okay with the failure is, uh, is probably stronger than ever, ironically, because at the moment you can really fuck something up and you're probably not, it's probably not going to be the end of your career if you fuck that up at the moment. Um, you know, the economics of of the business are going to take care of, of how your career goes, not, not, not the mistakes you make at the moment. People are going to reward um, people who try things and just go, look, we're just going to try something different because we, we, you know, we're out of these sort of options and we're limited what we can do. We're just going to try things. And if you can just try stuff at the moment and be less worried about failure, um, even though that's very hard to do and very easy to say, um, you know, just to ignore the fact that you, you, you know, ignore failure because that really is a creative block. But try and compartmentalise it. Say to yourself, look, 
I'm, there's always something I want to do. I want to try this. I want to try and invert the way we've always done that idea. I want to kind of talk about something I never talked about before um, because I want to try and see how it goes. That That's going to be, um, that's going to serve you well when things bounce back anyway because you're actually trying to find ways that you can do things differently, which is the essence of creativity. It's not new. People think creativity is about new. It's different. It's seeing things from a different perspective, solving problems in different ways. Um, it's giving you recognition for um, having having more lateral thinking and, and different thoughts. And they're all really important things to do at the moment. Mm. Was there a third C there as well? Curiosity, connections? Yeah, and the courage. The courage, courage. bit is the, is, yeah, the, the courage bit is the bit where you want to be able to um, try things and fail, be mm. okay with failure. You know, I, I still remember like one of my very first early mentors was Dean Buchanan. Um, obviously, you know, Nova Group Program Director and then went on to do some great things across in New Zealand um, and is now in his own consultancy. And when I got my first content director's job, I was 23. And he said to me, listen, we're giving you this job not because you're the best candidate who's going to bring the most experience. We're giving you this job because we want you to fuck it up. I'm like, what? Um, and he said, we want you to make mistakes because at 23 you'll make mistakes you will learn from them. We'll have your back. Um, and you'll be better when you get to being a content director at age 30 and age 40 and wherever you want, wherever you want to go in your career, you'll be better for it. And he was hundred percent right. I, I'd, I'd made lots of mistakes, but I learned from them and I felt that comfort of being able to make a mistake was okay. And, you know, in creative cultures, um, in companies that really breed very innovative, creative environments, um, the big distinction is how much do they, not only accept failure, but encourage failure. And at the moment, we're in, a, we're in such a state of flux where no one knows where this thing's going to net out. The best thing to do is to try and know it's going to be better than just normal times to fail. You're not going to be as much in the spotlight if you fail. Um, believe it or not, you're not going to lose your job at the moment, I, I don't think, if you fail. Um, Fuck-ups will be tolerated more because the circumstance encourages people to perhaps try things that haven't before because you just never know when you're going to land on something that you wouldn't have done in normal times. Mm. You, you would have been too risk adverse or trying to be too safe or just trying to do it the way it should be done because you're a number one station and you're trying to protect number one or we've always done mm. it that way. Or, you know, the ability to think different actually comes more to the fore in times of chaos because that's usually, you know, you said before about people you know, creating companies and ideas at this time. And if I hear one more person say that Shakespeare wrote King Lear while he's in quarantine, <laughs> I'm going to shoot. <laughs> but the principle's right, is that try things. It's going to pay you back now and also when things go back to normal. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, you know, things uh, normally it's like, well, I don't want to upset things. Things are going really well and I just don't want to break anything. Well, guess what? <laughs> All bets are off. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, when you're in a world where things are broken anyway, the best job you can do is try and repair them. The way to try and repair them is to think of solutions never been thought before. Now, I have my personal criticisms of um, the government and perhaps the messaging they're putting out, how confusing it is. And, you know, you can have a wedding, but you can't have a personal tree. You can have a boot camp. You can't have a haircut and all this kind of crap that you just get confused by. One thing I do give them credit for is there's no playbook really for what they're going through. They're having to assess sets of information that are in front of them that are tough choices. They're trying to make the best possible decision so they not only protect the health of the country but also the economy, which sometimes has 
um, opposite objectives going on. And But what they're doing in this process is they're trying to embrace the, um, the limitations they've got and try and create solutions that have never been thought of before. I mean, who would have imagined, even at the start of the year, that the Prime Minister would be standing up going, right, we now have to announce that you're having 30-minute haircuts. Like, it just feels so foreign, that kind of stuff. It was unimaginable. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not saying they're good or bad decisions. I'm not. That's not my point. My point is that they are forced to think about things they've never had to think about before in ways they've never thought about it. And really, creativity loves limitations. We, we think it's the opposite. We think, you know, this whole blue sky thinking and blank pages. But the reality is the tighter the brief, the better the work. It's always the case. But we don't give ourselves that. We, we like the get out of jail thing, which is we like to have free reign. When you've got a tighter brief and a tighter, tighter restrictions, it forces you to think about things that you would never have thought about. You naturally go there. And so you have to try and embrace it and work with it. So a lot of the, like a lot of the coaching sessions I've done this week with people, they're like, oh, well, I, you know, we've got no money. We can't do anything anymore. I'm like, well, you're looking at the problem the wrong way. Let's mm. reframe the question. You have no money. What can you do? Mm. It's like, oh, you can't do anything. No, uh, you know, what we're doing right now, having this conversation, that's not costing any money. It's mm. literally just a conversation. Um, the, uh, the fact that you're thinking about well, we were planning this event and now it can't be an event, you're thinking about the negatives of the situation instead of going, what's the reframe it? What's, what's the positive here? What's a way we can engage people if we can't meet them physically? And that's more of a framing perspective. When you frame it that way, you start going, all right, well, what about if we have this? What about if we have that? And that's where you start the creative spark going is not from what you can't do, what can you do and there's always 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 examples through history where people have created amazing things in adversity um and we might look back on this time you know hopefully it doesn't go longer than six months or hopefully less but we might look back at this in the similar way that that our grandparents look back at the sort of the great depression time you know out of that things changed um and we got smarter at certain things we we're more inventive because of this and hopefully this time, maybe we get back to basics. We get a little bit more focused on what are the things that really mean something to us, environment, relationships, um, remote working. You know, there's some principles, sustainability that we might all go, well, hang on, that's all been around us, but now we're forced to embrace it. So it's not as bad as we thought, but the people that come through this really well will be the ones that reframe the negatives into the opportunities. There's always opportunity. You have to work harder to find it, but it is always there. How can you turn what can be seen as adversity into a potential to create something brilliant that you would never have done otherwise? Mm, I love the way you think, Wade. I think it's just brilliant. Just the way your mind works is outstanding. Thank you so much for your time. The last thing I want to ask you is, I think for me, perspective is more important than ever at the moment. What are you doing at the moment to kind of just keep your perspective? What are your tricks I think that what I'm trying to do um, is I'm trying to find things in my routine that I know I love. So I was having a really shit time about a week ago. And it was, I was literally doing, I'd had a great plan for my business that was going to last me the next two to five years, right? And I literally looked at it and thought, that's fucked now. I can't do half of the stuff I was going to do. Not only am I physically unable to do it because I might be restricted in traveling or getting out of my office, but also I might not have the financial means to invest in some of the stuff I was going to invest in to grow the business. So I've looked at it and gone, fuck, like what, what can I fucking do now? 
And I got really, really angry. And I thought, well, the only thing I can do right now is what, what are the things I actually like doing and do those. So um, I pulled out Abbey Road <laughs> on vinyl, stuck that on. I listened to an hour of the Beatles really, really loudly and it changed my mood. Um, I love shopping. So I literally got on um, an online store and bought some new sneakers. Um, I, what's the third thing? I did three things, music, shopping. There's one other thing I did. I was socialising. So I, I literally did a FaceTime with a friend um, because I just thought if I'm just going to stay in my own head, that's going to be a problem. So I found ways to do, you know, even though um, I would love to be um, going to a concert rather than just listening to an album. I'd love to be out socialising. I'd love to be out shopping. I found ways to do get the, the adrenaline or endorphin rush out of the same activities and it completely changed my spirits. So when I re-looked at that business plan, I saw it more as an opportunity to change and pivot and go, okay, well, there's still some good stuff in here. Maybe I can do it this way or that way. It just changed my perspective. So I guess to close out, I'd say find things that you like doing. If you're still into exercise, you can still do that. If you're into listening to music, you can still do that. If you like binge watching TV, you can still do that. If you love doing anything, still do it. Find a way to do it and it will change your perspective for the better. Mm, brilliant. I love the way you think, Wade. Thank you so much. If people want to get in contact, what is the best way through the business? Uh, through the business? So you can go to theideasbusiness.com or I'm on Twitter at the ideas guy. Um, and, yeah, basically what I'm trying to do at this time is be helpful to people. So even if you just want to say hello and, um, not even to work on a project or just want to have a chat, then that's what I'm trying to do. Talk anyone who at the moment who says, do you want to have a chat? I'm like, absolutely. I'd love to have a chat. That's how this happened. Absolutely. And there you go. <laughs> Thanks so much, Wade. Appreciate it, brother. Pleasure, Dom. Absolutely worth connecting with Wade if you have not already. Podcastshow at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. And I'm at Dom Evans AU on socials. I have some excellent chats lined up, which I look forward to bringing you very soon. Until next time, please stay safe, take care of each other, and thanks so much for listening.